0: Hello, everybody. This is the Boots to the Boardroom podcast with the Catalyst program. My name is Blake Miles. You're joined by Jacob Eccles and Stacy Swindler. And this is episode one. So we're going to be introducing ourselves and telling you about what the Catalyst program is, uh, what our goals are as a, as a program, and where we're going to be going with this podcast so first i just want to uh introduce our our guests well not our guests they're going to be our running our running hosts so jacob stacy say hello 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 how are you guys doing today Doing Doing well (laughs) doing well so we're we're working out some of the kinks on this but i think we got it figured out and uh things are going well so we're just going to jump right in and and go to the the goal of this show is um we're going to be educating veterans and allies of veterans about what the Catalyst program is and what we're what we're aiming to accomplish with it. And so Jacob has been around longer than I have and I wanted to bring on a, bring on Stacy and Jacob and give them give them a few minutes to introduce themselves and explain what attracted them to the Catalyst program and what caught their eye about it and how they got involved. And uh, we'll circle back around and we'll talk more about how it all ties together and what we're going to be doing in the future. So, um, Jacob, tell me tell me a little bit about your background, where you come from and how you got involved with the Catalyst program.
1: Wow, I've been around for a little longer than you. huh? You're you're the old man.
0: You're the old man. Well, (laughs) you're an, an old man of the house. I'm just I'm just casually watching.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, going to the military certainly didn't help my bones. I feel older and probably I am. Um, so yeah, Jacob Eccles. I originally am from Texas. I uh, I joined the United States Air Force, Air Force, however you want to look at that. Uh, I was on the other side of it, though. I uh, I ended up being a TACP. I joined in 2003, right at the start of everything. Uh, I got selected to go to TACP, which is for all of you who may or may not know. Uh, we were the guys running around with the army out there calling in airstrikes. That sort of thing. Thanks, by so the way. I, you know, yeah, i <laughs> yeah, got some army friends that really, you know, named their children after me. Love I love mean, you guys. Especially after, uh, after Fallujah. No, I mean, I was involved in quite a bit of stuff. I went over about a half a dozen times, mainly to Iraq. But yeah, I mean, I, was, I, I got to go to such nice places as Fort Hood. <laughs> and then I went to Lijianggu to a, to Camp Red Cloud to escape Fort Hood. And they put me back to Camp Ri uh Fort Riley where I did a lot of work mainly with yeah, the big red one. That was probably you know, almost half of the ten years was just was there. So I really liked it. Even though there's nothing in Kansas.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty flat from what I remember. I never went to, I yeah. never went to that that base, but uh, I've driven through and it's it's flat. Can't confirm. Yeah, that's about all,
1: really yeah, all you really should do is drive through. <laughs> I'm not dogging it. I liked Riley. Riley was a good base. Um, But, you know, I got out at 10 years. I punched it, you know, eject. Uh, Got out, Went got my my bachelor's and then went on to work in logistics with XBO and did that for a few years. And then we went out to uh, Cincinnati. I was in North Carolina at the time. I was XBO and uh, became a transportation broker for a few years. And COVID came around and kind of screwed the transportation stuff up. And I was Kind of figuring out what I want to do. And that's when I met Dan through networking. Uh, Dan Hance, who's the CEO of the Catalyst. Mm-hmm. I went through the, uh, the cohort back in August through that. Cause so I've been an actual graduate through the program, which put me on track to start my MBA program, which I'm now doing through Purdue. So, and um, so, you know, we're doing the networking thing and Dan was like, Hey, um, I know you want, you're looking for something else. Cause I was, I was a little bit tired of the transportation thing. Hmm. I had three small children. I have twin boys. They're almost two. So I was trying to find something else. And he said, I'm going to be greedy and I want you to come work for me, marketing and recruiting, sales experience and whatnot. And so that's what brought me here. And that's what I've been doing for the last six, seven months while going through the MBA program.
0: Awesome and how's the so tell us how's that m b a program been going i know you've been you've been busy you've been, not only do you got the you got the twin boys and the <laughs> the twin boys chasing you around but you also got the m b a program so how's that how 's that been right so it's a lot of work
1: for sure i um it's finally going to slow down a little bit they throw front in a lot of the courses mm-hmm. so the last six months have been. Knows to the grindstone, but for all the, you know, the vets out there that are interested in pursuing education, it's very doable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't have the best uh, backgrounds for like math and some of the, the quant, the quantifiable like stuff. But when you get into the soft skills and talking to people and, you know, whatever you turns out, we're really, really qualified on, on that kind of stuff. So.
0: Yeah. I think, I think those, those soft skills is kind of the, the key or one of one of the key things that we can circle around and focus on that it's uh it goes back to the translation issue that and we'll keep talking more about that but that was a uh, thank you for your introduction Jacob. Well, uh,
2: I got a, I got a quick yeah. question for Jacob how did the catalyst help you in getting into the masters program and when you went through the catalyst program like did it help guide you in any particular way um, like in what you thought you might do with that master's.
1: Right. So uh, we'll talk a lot about this. I think throughout our, our podcast, it's going to be a main theme as far as finding your why it's a part, it's a core tenant of the catalyst. But one thing else it did is it kind of put me on, uh, it gave me an idea of trying to get out of the, the transportation job I was in, and I'm not going to say the company's name or whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, they were a very good company, one of the, probably the best I could ever work for uh, in that industry. But it wasn't necessarily a good fit for what I was trying to do. I didn't really talk to people uh, much outside of the brokerage type. So I wanted to get back more into a leadership management type role where I was working with people because I, I do like that. Um, so I, I, I reoriented my mind in, in that aspect. And with COVID, uh, COVID kind of gave me that extra, well, I'm just sitting here at home, working from home anyway. So I was able to take that step. And the Catalyst, the, the catalyst reoriented my, my mindset and kind of motivated me to make that change. But then uh, they actually did help me get into Purdue uh, because there was an open house thing that was available that I wasn't aware of. So I was able to take advantage of that. And then, you know, like two weeks later, I was in the program that started in September. I mean, the week of the month of August, saw me change jobs, careers, uh, as well as the master's. And the reason, really, why I went for the master's is I needed another, maybe call it like an academic pedigree, another uh, thing to go with um, what I've already got going for me. I'm sitting here with you know, 18 years, 20, almost two decades of uh, experience in a couple of different industries.
0: very good very good well I, I was thinking like of of all the things that you picked up going through the catalyst program what was in your mind the most valuable thing that you picked up so far
1: right, so one one of the bigger connections is going to be you're going to get back into working and being around military veterans again, which anyone who once you get out a lot of veterans they just get completely disconnected, some of them they stay close or whatever, but a lot of them you know we move away, we go do our own thing, and if you're getting back to being around veterans again and hanging out and that connection was probably the most helpful thing for me because we forget how valuable that is to us and how. I wouldn't say different, but how well we connect with people. um, Who've been through the similar
2: experiences.
1: Right. So a lot of veterans, and I know this personally, you know, when you, when you go and you do your job interviews or you start your college, it's all an unknown and no one likes being in that uncomfortable position, but more than anything, when you get into these, these spaces and whether you, believe in stories or you hear things like the differences of civilians it does cause a certain level of uncomfortableness for sure because you don't know where the boundaries are (laughs) so you don't know you can't show them how you can't show them the true weird like you you have to be careful what you say and i say that i'm joking with you but i mean it's It's true It's, it's legit there's certainly some some value in understanding that, and so I think veterans at times can feel very intimidated by it, which you know it's 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 it's, it's almost comical when you really get into this mindset. or you go in and you start working with these people, and you realize that um, they're just normal people too. Some of them even have the same type of dark sense of humor that we do. Oh yeah, that's always kind fun.
0: That's always kind fun.
1: You'll find them; they're out there. So it's not, yeah. But it's a hard road to get that point, and
0: yeah. So does uh, stacy or you got any other questions for Jacob? Because you're next in the hot seat, stacy Uh oh. <laughs> Nothing. All right. Nothing. Sorry. All right, Jacob. Excellent work. I'm gonna. Uh, you're gonna have to ask me some good questions too when you come out to me. All right. Oh, I've got it. All right, good so stacy same question to you give us a little bit about your background where do you come from you know what makes you tick <laughs> and uh how did you wind up in this boat
2: like any typical military brat when you say where do you come from, <laughs> from do you want the long answer <laughs> you, got, you got about uh, a
0: couple minutes for the, for the okay yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see so where it goes short,
2: yeah short answer i'm from newfoundland canada long answer i'm from all over eastern canada with my parents who were both in the canadian air force um so yeah traveled around a lot Um, my experience isn't quite as cool or interesting as blake or jacob's experiences because they were in the military so i i would consider myself the more boring part of this uh, you're,
0: show. you're the the calm that keeps us uh, from coming on I'm the
2: calm that makes sure you guys don't go too crazy yeah you're the story. you're the boundaries you're
0: the boundaries <laughs> that jacob was talking right. about
2: yeah oh now really <laughs> <low>. um <laughs> so yeah moving around a lot with my parents we moved actually almost every single year um, so i've been to like eight different schools not including post-secondary um seeing my parents go through the military and they're both retired now i saw what the military can do to your mental health not only through my parents but just in growing up with people whose parents were you know going to and from bosnia was the big place when i was a kid Um, obviously afghanistan my parents have been there and lots of my friends parents have been there so after high school i enrolled to get my undergrad Something that you guys don't really have in the U.S. as far as I'm aware of, it's actually it's an honors degree bachelor, which means we have to do like research almost like you do in your master's program. Um, But it's still a bachelor, but it's it's very different in Canada compared to like a normal bachelor. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I hope that makes sense. So I did that and then I was the plan was to get my master's in social work, but I got a job working for veterans in the military. Um, In the Canadian military, I was paid by the Canadian Department of National Defense and Canadian Veterans Affairs Canada to provide um, support to family members whose military family member or veteran um, was suffering a operational stress injury is what we called it. So it was kind of any kind of mental health effects from their service. And that was the plan to basically do that forever. Um, Like you said, Jacob, it's just different. You know, military life is different, whether you're the veteran or the family member or spouse. And to be able to go to work and be around that same environment for me on the mental health side was just it's just like this this understanding everyone has where you don't even have to say it. You just like feel it and know it when you're talking to each other. And like you guys laughed when I said, you know, do you want the long (laughs) or short answer to where I'm from? You guys know what that means right away, but your, your average person who didn't grow up around it doesn't really know. So fast forward a few years, I live in the United States in lovely Indiana, and I am walking in my future community where I just bought a lot with my husband And Dan is walking down, also looking at a lot to maybe purchase. (laughs) So he literally walked into our lives. Um, Jacob, kind of like you were explaining, he just kind of appeared. And um, Dan is the CEO of the program, as Jacob mentioned. So Dan kind of walked into my life the same way as he appeared in Jacob's life, which is kind of funny, very uh, serendipitous. And he started talking about the program and how it, it was something to do with veterans and the day that we met Dan, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't looking for work and I wasn't necessarily working either. And I kind of was listening to him, but I'll be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't fully (laughs) listening to what he was saying. So I didn't have a good grasp of what the program did. All I heard was blah, 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 veterans, blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) it was my husband who said, you know, you should really call him. It sounds like stuff you used to do and you you never stopped talking about your job in Canada and how amazing it was and how much you love working with veterans and families cuz I I do. And the, eventually we uh, we had a dinner with Dan where I really got to understand what the Catalyst program was and what they did. And um, I almost get anxious thinking about the fact that I almost didn't call them back. <laughs> like I didn't want, you know, if they wanted to go to dinner, I was going to do it. But like, I really wasn't <laughs> after that first conversation, I was not thinking like, oh, that might be something i will hmm. do. But um, as soon as I talked to him at the dinner and learned a bit more and um, along with us was... Oh, I always say his name wrong. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Jesse. Yes. I I always say Jerry, but (laughs) Jesse was there and I heard Jesse's story. He's a former graduate as well. I'm pretty sure. And, um, he talked about the catalyst and and his understanding and experience. And from that point on, it was like, okay, I, I need to get involved. This sounds perfect. And, um, basically that Monday I was going to meetings and Helping wherever I could, and here we are.
1: Awesome. Yeah, J- Jesse's a former form, former Navy SEAL and yes, Catalyst graduate, who's also yes. cool. yeah starting his MBA program at Purdue uh, this week. Maybe I'll have to check with him. Very cool. That's
2: awesome.
0: So, and you you mentioned something the uh, the operational stress. The, it's the, the it's the
2: operational stress. Yeah, the
0: corollary yep. to the American or uh, the uh, PTSD or PTS whatever you want to call it
2: yeah so ptsd like would fall under okay. the umbrella but we didn't want to just call it ptsd you know the uh, ptsd program because if they had like signs of ptsd but maybe it was more like depression or more anxiety it's like we're kind of all encompassing so like anything going on sense. definitely 99 percent of it was ptsd but we, we didn't want to kind of cut everyone you know cut anyone yeah, off and
0: that makes sense um,
2: and it worked out yeah
0: so uh, jacob before before i asked you got any questions that come to mind No, go
1: ahead. I uh, go ahead.
0: Okay. So, I, so the the one thing I was thinking. Um, so you, once you talked to Jesse, it seems like that was kind of the the pun intended catalyst. <laughs> the turning pun point. intended catalyst. <laughs>
2: yeah, the catalyst. Very
0: nice. So yeah, what do you yeah. what specifically like? What do you think that like? What about his story? Do you think?
2: I, I I've told everybody I talked to about the program. You know, my friends and stuff. It's actually his story that I use to give the five second. You know, overview of what the catalyst does. So, Jesse's story, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying, he was a um, Navy SEAL diver. I think he was in for was it 25 years or 30? Yeah, he retired. 25? I don't know
1: how many, but he was there.
2: I know it was over 20 years, so he knew what he was doing. Yeah, you know, as any Navy yeah, SEAL he's does. you going to have to be the next guest. I think. <laughs> awesome, that's even even go. better um, that he's the next guest. But um, so yeah, he was he was a retired Navy SEAL diver and when he goes to Mexico if he wants to rent some scuba gear and they say well can you show us your patty certificate and he's like well no I don't have my you know flipping patty certificate I'm just a extremely experienced navy diver like you know my experience to speak for itself but in the corporate world and in the you know, quote unquote, real world, um, military experience doesn't always translate in the right way. Even if you may be more experienced in many areas, it's just really difficult to translate your experience in the military to the corporate world, um, or quote unquote, real world in Jesse's um, example. So when people retire or leave the military, and they're looking for jobs, like translating their resume is so difficult. And They often and veterans often end up underemployed, which is well known. And the Catalyst program aims to bridge that gap, help translate that past military experience into um, um, words and ways for the corporate world to understand, but also offers the opportunity for veterans to go in and uh, what is it, intern more Mm -hmm. or less in a few various um, business, different businesses. Well, so if you know, like,
1: Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Not.
2: Go yeah, ahead. Yes. Correct me you're, if I'm You're wrong.
1: in my, my space now. <laughs> yeah. So
2: yeah, yes, that's good.
1: Well, it's a couple of different things. So we bring corporate partners into the classroom because I think if anyone, you know, we haven't really discussed in detail what the catalyst is necessarily, but you know, you are earning college credits while taking the course, but we're also bringing in corporate uh, corporate partners, uh, who may be presenting like a case study or something for the for veterans to look at for solutions, but you're also getting exposure to these people in this industry. And if you have a connection with them, or if you're interested in that industry, we we make the connection for you. We 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 put you in front of them. And then you know the good thing about this is, um, obviously, if they're going to come and join the Catalyst as a partner or even just to come in to discuss what they do, they're going to be interested in hiring veterans. Which the bottom line is most companies are and it's not to fill a quota or or whatever is protected class the veterans are no it's because veterans have solid worth work ethics and they have a lot of things and soft interpersonal skills we've spoken about that 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 don't always translate well from like, for the veterans perspective, that's why we're there to try to help them. But when we put them into the mindset of, you know, when you, when you did this in the military, this is how it translates in the civilian world. Suddenly, you know, light bulbs go off and the veteran understands the connection so they can speak to it. And suddenly, instead of being hesitant to talk to these people, they start telling them the things they've done. And now it's the other person, the corporate partner, who's, a little bit astonished because they didn't realize the breadth of experience that this person who was maybe shy at first uh, had, and suddenly it's an entirely different
0: conversation. Yeah, I think that the translate word that keeps coming up has been the one that's been hitting me the most too. You know, and I'll, I'll talk more about this but at, uh, after my introduction, but definitely... Getting that translation piece down in both the minds of the veteran and the, the employer it seems to be one of the most important functions that the Catalyst program has been, um, you know, building out. Yeah. Yeah, more
1: than anything, it's about uh, when we go back to finding the why, which we talk a lot about, or I do, it's trying to get the veteran uh, to track how that transition occurs to try to keep, to alleviate some of the pain points of the transition. I,
2: and when you say, sorry, when you say transition, transition, I don't think we've really said it out loud yet. You mean the transition into the corporate world, right?
1: Well, post-military. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I got out in 2013 and the transition for me was I went to college for one year, like online to double and triple up courses. So I can get it done as fast as I can. And that was probably the best thing for me to do, coming right out after like yet another deployment, that one to Afghanistan, uh, and then six months later they they cut me loose. Like I needed to be in a in my basement reading stuff and being in quiet time because um, I was not ready to go into a corporate office and hang out with people and have someone. You know, complain about the that they didn't like this version of Starbucks coffee. Where I'm like, that's whatever. Like it, it's pointless. It's
2: <laughs> You were ready at that time for the program I used to work for, <laughs>
1: right? So I mean, for me, it was you know always they always ask me. Some people ask me like, well, you uh, you know, a bad day to me is having a grenade thrown at you. Like you don't have a bad day. Like you haven't had a bad day. <laughs> but you can't say that to people yeah. because you're either one, you're going to kind of marginalize them and kind of make them feel bad, which they know. If they've known you for more than five minutes, they know that you've probably if you tell them you've gone to Iraq or whatever, then every war movie in their head goes off. And then they think you're either some kind of crazy killer or (laughs) some kind of like you're put on a pedestal. as like this immortal badass. Mm. And some of us, Which, which is equally
0: as destructive. It can be.
1: Uh, or they just like, they're, you know, the common question is like, oh, how many people did you kill? Like, That's really not why I wanted to talk to you. I was actually going to ask you if you could give me this report. I need some help on this. But thank you for asking me about a very terrible question. So it is a, <laughs> it's managing those relationships too, but. Coming out of it, eventually, like most some veterans, they they need that, and you know, going right into a course that's 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 taught by veterans, that's that the course is managed by veterans, and um, they're in a space with veterans. It's a very, it makes the transition easier because it's not tap. Which anyone who's gone through tap, and I'm not docking it, but let's just say that it's it's inadequate. it doesn't really prepare you. They just they check boxes because they have to. That's the way the government programs work. Let's be honest. So there's left there's something to, left to be desired, you know. So what we're trying to alleviate is that transition, while also preparing them for their next career and not job. We don't want them underemployed. We want them in a valued career so they stay and they're happy. And that's we're trying to cut those years of <laughs> those trial years of, trial of error.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that's that sounds uh yeah that sounds very similar to how my thinking has been on this i'll i'll jump into my maybe this was uh not the best way to maybe i should have went first who cares but anyway i'll go into my introduction (laughs) we'll we'll lay it out and then i think we can finish off and we can circle back around and talk more about just specifically what the catalyst program is and how we see it and just where we see it going in the next where where the the podcast is going next and where the uh what's coming up down the road for the Catalyst program. So um, real quick, my name's Blake Miles. I'm a uh, former Green Beret. I enlisted into the Army back in 2002 um, as a special forces recruit. So I went right into infantry basic and airborne school and then the selection. Um, Made it through the course in 2004 as an engineer. I went to uh, first special forces group in Washington Spent some time out there, went to Iraq in 2006, uh, got promoted on the team to do some uh, intelligence work, uh, do the 18 Fox or Special Forces Engineer Sergeant job for a little while, really enjoyed the, the intel side of things, and, um, but eventually got out of active duty, spent some time in the National Guard, did some recruiting, uh, started learning social media while I was there, and then I got out completely in 2011 and uh, started going to school full-time working towards my bachelor's. But as I was doing that, I started uh, doing social media volunteer work for the Green Beret Foundation. Um, And that led me towards eventually helping out, build a program to help Green Berets transition out of active duty. And while I was doing that, I noticed, I started, you know, in addition to the problems that I had trying to go through transition, not knowing how to make it work, exactly how to get that translation piece and translate my, my background into something that was useful. You know, I just, I, uh, I noticed the, some of the bigger problems that seemed to be going on and, and it's the, the thing that bothered me most that got me a lot of traction actually was, um, I had a, I, so I started writing for an a uh, company called soft rep and, um, I wrote an article about going, going through the experience of going through a college uh, counselor's office with, you know, a special forces background. And, you know, it was one of the few articles I ever put emotion into, because I was pretty, like, I walked out of that kind of heated, not at the, not at the counselor just, I was I was mad at the whole system. I don't like red tape. So, and I'm in there and they're like, Hey, um, you know, you got to get all this and this and this class. And you know, the one that set me off the most was international communications. And um, <laughs> yeah, they're really? like, hey, you got to take this international communications. It's about, you know, you need to learn how to you know, properly understand other cultures and the differences and, you know, navigate those those differences. And I'm like, well, I took six months of in-depth Filipino Tagalog language and <laughs> I tested out of the two And And then I learned a bunch of Arabic over in Iraq and I led Iraqi army troops in Arabic without a translator on operations. So, like, I think I I think I got it. I think. But no, no, because there's there's red tape and there's no way past the red tape. So um, I wrote that article and it actually got me uh, invited to a TEDx talk out in um, Penn State uh, Berks University uh their campus over there okay. so that was cool and um it's actually still up on youtube it's got like a it's got more it there's a lot of views there that i i was surprised the last time i looked at it so that's cool but the most important thing is it helped me to understand the problem set at a deeper level and then uh so 2015 the next ridgeline program or the the transition program with the Green Beret Foundation. Mm-hmm that ends. And, uh, you know, fast forward a few years, you know, I, I learn about Bitcoin and I go down some rabbit holes and uh, I've been to stay at home dad primarily, but uh, speak of Dan, you know, speaking of Dan, just, you know, trolling into your life. Uh, same thing happened to me. O- only he actually tried to reach out on LinkedIn about like a year ago. And I haven't been on LinkedIn in a while, although until recently, but apparently he tried to reach out to me and I missed it. But then uh, I got in touch with the Catalyst Program website um, through uh, the Special Forces Association chapter here in Indiana and um, jumped on there and read, out, read what the Catalyst Program was. And I thought to myself, my God, this is exactly what I what I hope to I could build at the next Ridgeline. That sounds exactly what I wanted to do. So, you know, I put in my uh, I typed up a little you know explanation about myself and sit submit and then uh you know within an hour i'm getting a call from dan you know saying we we got to meet we gotta i'm gonna come up there we're gonna meet you so uh i met with dan (laughs) and he told me what what he was building and you know i was it's it was uh the timing was right let's put it that way and it was something that um you know i knew that i'm I'm passionate about this topic because i still kind of like my driving force has been I wish I, this is what I wish I had access to when I got out of active duty. Yeah, Cause I think it would have made things a lot smoother. So that's, uh, yeah, that brings us to now. And that's, that's me.
2: That's awesome. Wait, I think you forgot one interesting part of your background. Were, were you not one of the youngest? Yeah.
0: Dan, Dan, Dan throws that one and introduces him So it, one of the youngest Green Berets since the Vietnam era. And it, that's because of the, uh, the 18 X-ray, their Special Forces Recruit Program. So after 9-11, they opened this up to allow people to enlist as Green Berets or to, with the option of attending selection. So you're not guaranteed anything. You just get a shot to go to selection as long as you don't quit. So, um, yeah, I was i let's see, I was 17 when I enlisted – graduated basic training or i i got my green beret when i was 19 so i got my it was like a couple years after training so yeah most the average age is usually about 25 26 on a team my first team sergeant was older than my dad that was somewhat awkward but funny um the uh the first team room i walked into they're like my god dude what did 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 you bring your son to work today you got got him a uniform that's adorable (laughs) So it was, uh, it was good though. It, you know, you grew up quick, but <laughs> yeah, I grew up quick. I'll put it that way.
2: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: So that, I, and unless you guys got questions for me, we can circle back around and we can start to close this out and come up with next plans.
2: Uh, yeah, I would probably want to do a little description yeah. of like the catalyst program, like a quick overview. Well, I had a question.
1: Sure. Yeah. What's your favorite flavor in the crayon box?
0: Mm, well, dark green generally <laughs> uh, is my favorite flavor. However, it leaves your teeth messy, so you gotta you gotta go with some of the, the lighter colors.
1: All right, more of an urban fair enough. Thing. Yeah, right.
0: yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta worry about the aesthetics. You, you always gotta think how do how do I look in this situation?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm eating I'm too many curious.
0: crayons. Yeah. It's good. It's a good question.
2: What? <laughs> What's yours oh,
0: I then? Was, I
1: was in Air Force. Jacob, so
0: I they, they don't eat crowns. They 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 sit in air conditioning. <laughs> they don't have to.
1: Yeah, we 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 fly them in boxes uh. and air <laughs> boxes of <laughs> crayons, the eight packs, so, the big
0: ones. So, so wait, say so you don't you don't know about the uh, the Marines eat crowns joke or the the infantry eats crowns jokes. <laughs>
2: no i'm sure in canada uh, we have our own versions but yeah i don't know okay uh, yeah it's, it's we're a
0: bunch of crown you know we eat crowns because we're you know we're knuckle draggers that's the
1: that's... self-propelled sandbags <laughs> 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 yeah, was, I, awesome. I worked with the infantry a lot so we, we know all the good jokes <laughs> well,
0: it's the translation piece
1: i got the back yeah. to prove it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. That's the worst one. So, uh, all right. So we'll, we'll jump in, we'll, we'll get the, uh, we'll wrap it all up. And, um, so the, in my mind, the most important thing about the catalyst program is the translation piece of taking the skills that someone had in the military and translating that into something that the business world can say, ah, I see I see how that translates into potential profit or, you know, reduced expenses, you know, something, something in terms of the business world. And once, once that clicks, Mm -hmm. then all, all other things from there can flow. But that, that was what stands out to me most. Jacob, what do you think?
1: Well, I mean, the translation problem obviously is key. Um, You know, I, been asked and told the story a few times where i went in uh, one of my first job interviews and i'd written up my resume and it was fairly good i had some uh, somebody helped me a company helped me so they had a decent job translating but a bullet that was that, that that caught the attention of one of the uh one of the recruiters was something i did in afghanistan where i was a program director for all the all the jtacs rotating in for you know i think it was an 11 different countries and I was a staff sergeant and it was a senior billet, but I was getting out. So it was just, they gave me a, an easy job, I guess, but I did have to work with French and Norwegian and all this. And I did manage about 400 people in regional command East. And hmm. when you break it down into this bullet, it looks insane. And they, they looked at it and they're like, this you did this and i'm like well, yeah that was that was what i did in 2012 or whatever they're like this is you know like you you, you're overqualified i can't i can't handle you like you're out of here like good job good luck go find a better job and i'm like i just need a job like you (laughs) that's so you did like it or you didn't on a scale of one to ten maybe not so much like what can a b test here like what did i do good when i'm so it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, okay, well, thank you, I guess, for saying that. Um, so, you know, it is a translation thing. And m- now what we're trying to do is manage uh, how veterans go into these conversations, you know. And had I known what I know now, I would have been able to talk my way through that and mm. um, gotten That's through a little key. bit easier or turn around and just say, oh, clearly you guys, um, sorry, I was going to take your job sort of thing and just kind of get my, <laughs> get my dig into it as <laughs> just being kind of like, I got smacked between the eyes because I didn't really understand what just happened.
0: So Hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Stacy, what do you think?
2: I think the most amazing thing on top of what you guys said, obviously being number one is just the time it takes for the catalyst to do everything it does. So it's a six week program. Um, but I think, well, you guys can, you guys can, Talk about it from your own experience. Had you had to do all the things or learn all the things by yourself that the catalyst helps, like the translation and maybe, you know, how you talk with the corporate world or whatever else you learned? If you were learning it on your own without the catalyst, how long do you think it would take you? Or do you think you would even? be at the point you're at now without the catalyst if you mm, understand but you know, actually an sense. important
0: point because jacob you're gonna have to answer this one because i don't think i mentioned it yet but i have not attended the catalyst program yet i'm attending this upcoming i'm attending the right. upcoming class uh here in april so that will be it'll be an interesting one for me to answer in in uh in hindsight but i can already i can already guess where this answer is going to be jacob could you one more time i'm sorry i
2: So if you were to, you know, work by yourself, say you never heard of the Catalyst, how long do you think it would take you by yourself alone to learn everything you've learned from the Catalyst program, but like on your own without anybody, you know, because eventually I think you would have got to the point where you're at now, hopefully, Um, or maybe you think you wouldn't have, um, you know, either applied at Purdue, like you said, that was that was um, something the Catalyst kind of helped you with.
1: (coughs) Everyone experiences you know. so different. It's hard to answer that because it just depends on where the, the veteran is in their life. You know, some veterans will get out and they'll get the dream job right away. It's just a connection. They just happen to get lucky. Right. Or uh, you can be less unfortunate and ha- kind of have to struggle through it. But I will see what the catalyst can do is navigate some of those those more difficult spaces to kind of line you up faster. So if anything, depending on where you are, as far as the, you know, the military has the early, as fast as the slowest runner, well, the idea is to make all, get everyone up to speed faster, get them faster, right? So that's what it's going to do is it's going to position the veterans to be in a better spot, to open their eyes to a different type of mindset that exists out there in a shorter span of time to prepare them quickly, like more quickly. So it'll spend the the, the couple of years or whatever
0: getting it, uh,
1: figuring it out on their own.
0: And from, from, since I'm the director, my role is the director of education. I'm focused on curriculum from a curriculum standpoint. One of the most important, one of the more important things about the Cattles program is the, the wealth of individual information that we bring to the table and the caliber of knowledge and expertise that are either directly on the team already or, you know, second and third degree connections to the, to the catalysts that have expressed interest in taking part or helping out or doing any, you know, something, something with us. Cause they, they see what we're working on. They see the value in it. And uh, you know, there's some, there's some serious heavy hitters that come to the tables.
1: Well, consider this too is, you know, in the last class that I was a part of, and I don't remember how many um, people were in my class now, it was about 15. I want to say, But bottom line is that of those 15, there are at least four or five of them who, uh, through the Catalyst, completely switched careers. I mean, I'm talking about one person who moved from Florida to Michigan uh, for (laughs) a new career that he found through the Catalyst and one of our corporate sponsors. And that was a great thing for him. He wanted to get out of Florida, but he was never for sure how. And this actually allowed him to do that. So there's just probably a prime example there of one right off the top of my head of where that actually occurred and how important that was to, to that individual, because it changed their life in a tremendous way because they moved halfway across the country to take up an opportunity that they, they, they love. I mean, they absolutely like it.
0: So. And I'm, and I'm guessing it had more okay. to do with their, their hard work and personality fit and uh, than less to do with them winning the lottery and just, you know, being in the right place right then
1: well they were in the right place because they were you know in the catalyst class right yeah so this so in this touché sir touché (laughs) all right there you go so in this circumstance because he did go into the catalyst he was able to to take this opportunity and he moved his four children and his wife and they all moved up here or up there to Hmm. michigan and he sends me messages you know every other day telling me how much he's it it helped him, and how much better they are where they are right now. And, you know, it's a good thing for this family. So.
2: Well, too, I was thinking, Jacob, for you, like you said, you did the, you completed the program in August and because they had that event where you got to meet with Purdue, is that correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, but you ended up enrolling with Purdue. like
1: Right. So I think that class actually ended at the beginning of July, but through Dan, um, telling me about this program that was starting up in Purdue as their, their executive MBA. I'm not a paid spokesman for Purdue, but you know, that is the man. Uh, in the class of 2022. Um, so anyway, it allowed me to go, he was like, what do you think about this? This is a this is a great school. It's a great opportunity. Uh, why don't you go drive up there and see? And that's a few hours from where I live. So I said, why not? And that led to me saying, Hey, I like this program. i don't want to do it. It started in September. I was enrolled in a matter of few weeks <laughs> uh, and I had switched. At that nice. point, I had to change jobs. I, I couldn't do both. Uh, Transportation is a very unforgiving industry. So I also had to get out of that, but I was ready to do that. So it, it worked out. It was another timing thing, but it was an opportunity that, that was presented by the Catalyst.
0: Excellent. Awesome. Well, I think that about does it for today's show. Let's, uh, we'll just, talk about the next episode what's coming up down the road for the the catalyst program uh in the near future we've we've got the open house for the indiana wesleyan university cohort our first cohort there, opening up um that'll be uh, with all of the all the upcoming candidates and then the start date is uh, shortly after the following week and for our podcast we're going to I think we're going to try and get either Dan, the CEO, on as a guest, or Jesse's definitely on the list now, now that Stacy's mentioned him. So we'll have to get him there. Um, what do you guys got? You got anything that you're thinking about? Two quick things. Uh, one, I'm, I'm sure you can probably put
1: this in the podcast information uh, in the comments below, but definitely we're at thecatalystprogram.org. Um, it's kind of a mouthful, whatever. And we do have cohorts. Uh, that are going to be there in Indiana, Indiana, Westland, our partner there. Uh, That'll be June 1st. And then onward, we have from there until November, we have, I think, four more to do. So there, there will be space in there for availability. So if you all are interested, please go to our website and it's on the front page. There's an apply button. You'll send a cohort application. I'll get it. (laughs) We'll be talking to you soon thereafter.
0: (laughs) There you go. Oh, and Jacob real quick can spouses be involved in the Catalyst program? Absolutely, yeah, spouses, immediate family members.
1: Uh, we actually are gonna have, I believe, four spouses in this upcoming cohort in April. That's
0: pretty much locked in. Excellent, excellent. Stacy, what do you got?
2: Military family members That's count right, two. that's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: We matter too. I, you know, in hindsight, I will say this in hindsight, just like looking back, the amount of weight that my family carried you know, now that I have sons, a uh, son, I see it differently, you know, I have kids see it differently. It's, uh, yeah, family members. You, you guys are hats off to all you guys because that's oh, not an easy job. I
1: did think of something else too, as far as, and this yep. is going to be a big one. Uh, we have an FAQ that I think is now live again. But as far as how this is paid for for all those people out there, this is a benefits thing to the VA, um, hmm. or if you're a guard, active guard, active duty a TA, it's still something that that we can work through. So really, it's no cost to the the veteran. It's just going to count toward their benefits that they already have earned um, through uh, their service.
0: Excellent. Well, I think that about does it for today's episode. Everyone, Uh, please check us out at thecatalystprogram.org. Subscribe to us here on Anchor. We're going to be—we'll push it out everywhere we can. So subscribe to us. Find us—you know—we'll be—we'll—we'll make it known when we're coming out. So that's about it. Thank you very much, everyone, and we'll see you next time.